If you want to look back on your life with pride and satisfaction, then listen to people here. People that have faced challenges and overcome them. This is The Hero Is You. Right, welcome to The Hero Is You, sponsored by Prospero Teaching. We're now on episode 11, believe it or not. Today we've got Super League star Reese Lynn. It's been a tough few weeks, hasn't it, Reese? And you've had a bit of time out as well. So first of all, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks, mate. Uh, had a bit of a, an unexpected medical issue, uh, what kept me out for a couple of weeks, but the club did a really good job by me and uh, got a fair few scans and MRIs and stuff, which came back all, all clear. So that gave me the, the go-ahead to, to kind of get back into to training and back playing, which really was keen to do. I mean, it must have been a bit of a worry, um, you, you know, with what you were actually going through at the time. You don't have to go into any detail about it, but it'd be something that would worry anybody. Were you a little bit scared? Yeah, I was a bit, bit obviously concerned about why it happened, and obviously it's probably a bit. I was a bit more concerned about my partner and my daughter. What obviously witnessed it that that was there. What they kind of had to to go through and wow. see. So yeah. that was that was more that that was more kind of worrying me more than anything. Uh, yeah. But as I say, I got got some good treatment from the the club, and they ticked all the the boxes and. As as of yet, uh, nothing's flagged up, so that's good. Right, fantastic. That's brilliant. It's not been the best of starts, has it? Um, you're probably opening for a real flying start. Um, anything that you've pinpointed in training, anything Masha or Fordy are looking into that you're working on? Yeah, obviously, we was looking at getting to, to down to a flying start and kicking off the season well and and getting on a good run, which hadn't happened. And we're constantly working on things. I think it's just been a mixture of things. Obviously, a couple of games there early on, big score, so defence wasn't where it needed to be. And then, obviously, as you know, the last three games, we haven't, we haven't scored a point, which is, which is obviously not good enough. So, obviously, we're trying to cover all aspects in, in training to, to kind of combine a full 80-minute performance with, with a good defensive display and hopefully scoring some points. Yeah. What's the mood like overall? Because it, it can't be hard, you know, when you're struggling to score points. Is everybody, you know, trying to stay positive? Is everybody positive at the moment? Yeah, that's all you can do. You've got to try and stay positive. Uh, there's only us that can, can get ourselves out of... The, the kind of mess that we're in at the minute and that's by training hard and just focusing on yourself and working on what you could improve. Uh, obviously, naturally, you, you do lose a bit and you kind of can go into your shells. So we've just got to try as best just to, to not go into our shells and, and still back ourselves, but maybe just try and cut down on, on, on some of the errors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're one of the senior players now. It's 10 years, isn't it? You've... You know, you're in your testimonial year. I was there for that game. Fantastic day. What have you learned over the years when it comes to turning things around? Because Wakefield never have it easy, do they? So what are the kind of things that you, the go-to things that you think about and learn about? Yeah, just think, uh, as you say, we've had many times over the, over the years. Like, I think you've just got to keep the belief. If you 
if you don't believe like you like you can, then you, you're not going to be able to kind of get out of it, are you? Or get the results. So yeah. I think belief's really important. And as I said, just just hard work. I think if if you you're putting it all into the the training and uh, every time you're on the field, it kind of reflects in in a game. And then obviously you are going to get sometimes where a team is just better than you on the day, which is fair enough, but. Obviously, if fans just want to see effort and commitment, so they can accept. Obviously, if a team's better, but obviously when you're getting big score lines put on you, it doesn't look good at all, does it? So, yeah. I think yeah, just just yeah. a belief and just a continuation of, of hard work and maybe just trying to to work a bit harder. Yeah, I just want to kind of turn it not on the team now. I want to turn it towards you now uh, and how you've developed and your career and things that have happened in your life. You don't you don't get a long time in professional sports, do you? I mean, I'm tra- I'm still trying to figure life out now at 50 years old. So you've maybe got, you know, 10, 15 years to figure things out. What have you learned over the years that will stand you in good stead for the rest of your life? Yeah, I think as you said, at the age of 50 now, and you're always learning and you're you're always looking to kind of learn from the mistakes. I think everybody in life makes mistakes and it's an experience of going through them what kind of makes you a stronger person. Like there is going to be failures, there's going to be times when things go wrong. Uh, there's going to be, like for me, times when you have a really shocking game, but I think it's how you respond to that. And that's the same in life. It's it's kind of the way you respond to things. Like I've made many mistakes and things you look back on now and would you be that person you are today if you didn't make them mistakes? It kind of it kind of molds you into your values and and stuff what you hold now, uh, and I think that yeah. continues all the way through life. I think you you're always developing as a as a person, uh, and as much as a as a rugby player as they like how I deal with things ten years ago as a, a nineteen year old rugby player is totally different to how I'd deal with things now and. That's only come through experience and mm. and lessons, really. Uh, and I think that that's the best way of learning. And you are going to make mistakes, but yeah, it, it, it's them mistakes what what kind of teach you not to make them again and become a better player and a person. Yeah, I was I was just reading about I was just reading a, an interview while I was kind of finding out a little bit more about you, and and you said that earlier. In, in your career, you had anxiety, you had fear, you had self-doubt. I just wonder, is that something that you successfully manage now or is that something that you've still got to work at all the time? Yeah, I think it, it's still something you've got to work on, especially when you're going into uh, the big games, i.e. like playing for, for England and stuff like you, you can have that element of doubt where you, you don't think you are good enough or obviously that anxiety of you don't want to let anyone down. Uh, but I, I think obviously as a young kid, that kind of consumed me and it ended up having a negative impact on me. Uh, obviously because you, you just don't know how to kind of deal with your emotions and all that energy wasted. Whereas now, you still have a bit of that, but through the experience and obviously playing 200 games and, and all that, you, you learn how to, to channel that emotion and you, you, you obviously have, you, you believe that like you can do it. I've had cases for England when I've played like the other, the other year and you're playing with some 
obviously well-known names and obviously you can feel a bit inferior maybe coming from Wakefield and your bottom team and you you with all these players playing for St. Helens, Wigan, winning competitions and stuff. But I just kind of told myself it, it's my time and how, how good would it be to kind of go out and just kind of show these these players at the top teams and, and, and the fans that like, you, you can mix it with them and be up there with one of the better players on, on the day kind of thing. When you had that time with England, it was a question I was going to ask you as well. When you had that time, did you go into it thinking, right, I'm surrounded by world-class players, I'm going to be like a sponge and learn as much as I can from them in all aspects of the game, whether it be technical, nutrition, psychology, whatever. Did you go in with that attitude? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, you're mixing it with the the top athletes in in the competition so I went in there obviously just looking to learn really learn off the experienced players and just just looking how everybody operates each day just the level of professionalism and the the way the intensity of training is and it just it just kind of showed what it was all about and just got me hungry for more really and yeah, just as I said, that's another thing in life. Like you can always learn. There's, there's never a time where where you can't, or you can always pick something up. So, yeah, obviously my time in the camps, what I had there was just real eye opener, really, of, of of what's needed to be a, a, a top professional. Yeah, for, I want to go back to your early years now, and when I've read interviews as well, you talked about not having um, a male role model. How difficult was that growing up? Yeah, it's pretty difficult, and again, it, it's one of them things what doesn't really impact you until you kind of understand what's going on when you you kind of get a bit older into your your early adult life. Uh, but yeah, obviously, it does have a, a, a real impact, and you kind of see it now with young kids where they don't have the same, and that's why I'm a I'm I'm really keen to to get in with these young children. I've I've done a fair bit over the past few years, and some of those that like, haven't got that positive male role model in the life just to kind of be that for them because uh, when you when you're young you, you do need that guidance and especially as a as a young boy you, you're kind of looking looking out for like a, a dad figure kind of thing so yeah obviously that's where my kind of passion for for that comes from and trying to help the the young kids mm. what were you like as a kid race uh, well, uh, from East Hull, uh, pretty much council estate, so it's pretty tough growing up. And yeah, just just one of the lads really at school, just just one of the lads. But I think just having rugby, and this is what I always say to the the young kids, like having a focus, it just helps maybe separate you from going too far down the wrong track. Uh, that's what I say to these young kids now. It, it doesn't matter what it is, just just have something to focus on. So. I reckon if if I didn't have something to focus on like rugby, I, I could have been going down a, a different track. But when you when it comes down to making some decisions, what's going to be right or wrong, just having that in the back of my mind just made me think. No, I've got I've got to make the, the right decision. Yeah, and you talk about times at Wakefield when you're a little bit self destructive in the past. What happened there? Uh, you said the club helped you. Um, how did you kind of develop and move on from that? Yeah, obviously, as a, as a young kid, all these things from kind of childhood comes comes flooding in, and obviously, then you're trying to deal with the pressures of 
professional sport. And as I say, it sometimes can be overwhelming. And when you're kind of a young adult, you don't really know how to deal with all these emotions. So, as I say, it's only just just going through different strategies. And obviously at the time, uh, rugby and stuff got, got given some second chances, which, which again, people need. Like, I think people can see the good in good in you but not always people make the right choices and uh, as I, go, I said earlier it's about learning from them mistakes like you do make if you continue to keep making them mistakes then obviously it becomes an issue but if you can learn from them that's where that's where you really grow stronger and then you can help, help, hopefully help other people then like I might be making the, the same mistakes as you yeah and, and, and you mentioned that you work with young offenders now don't you doing kind of talks and helping them out, listening to them. Is that something that you want to do kind of post your career? Is that kind of a plan for the future? Yeah, definitely. I've been doing it pretty much on and off for the past seven, eight years, really, just whether it be the, with the weather being offenders or the East Riding or the whole way. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time in Weatherby, young offenders, uh, delivering sessions there. So, yeah, it's something I'm really really keen to do and hopefully try and have an impact maybe definitely after rugby law what I'm keen to maybe set something up and going into schools or just just helping in in some way for these uh for, you, for these young kids mm. what's it like going to like weather be young offenders what sort of reception do you get yeah it's pretty it's pretty welcoming obviously because they just see you as, at the time, was going in with uh, David Fafita and Paulie Paulie, so they just see these big guys, so I don't think they dare really step out of line. Yeah. But, yeah. no, they're, they're really welcome, and, and they can see, like, you always see with these young kids, like, the biggest thing to get into them is communication. If you can communicate with, with the kids and the kind of sense like you're on the same level as them, not just trying to preach to them or tell them what to do, then they, they become open, open to you, and you, you get a lot more out of them, so... Yeah, it was it was really beneficial, and we were just trying to kind of give them, uh, just show them like as I said earlier, you can make mistakes, but it doesn't have to define you. Like obviously they're in there for I don't know, maybe some might be in there for twenty odd years, but they can make some changes in there, get some studies, and, and come out a different person. Like they don't have to, it doesn't have to define the full life. They're still young enough to to mm. turn that around and and still have a good life. Yeah. Do you, do you just talk to them? Do you do, or do you do any? Do you do like a question and answer? Do you do a workshop? How how's it work? Yeah, we just mixed it up a bit. Really, at first, it's just casual, just getting to kind of know each other. Just maybe a bit of playing a bit of pool and the PlayStation and stuff. Just just trying to get them to just uh, break down the barriers a bit first, and then. Yeah, just as as the times go on, the sessions go on. You would take them to the gym, maybe do like a PT session, and just try and ask them a few questions. Obviously, some of it's it's private from their point of view, but we're just trying to just educate them, and as I said, just try and give them a bit of belief that like the time in there shouldn't be wasted. Uh, there's there's plenty of stuff that they can be doing to make themselves better people, and just give them a bit of a focus, really, even if it's. Some people obviously might say 20 years is a long time. We understand that, so it's not like they're getting out tomorrow, but they can still make a hell of a lot of changes in that time to come out a better person and have a good life. Well, thanks a lot for talking to me, Reese. It's been a pleasure. We had a few technical issues last couple of weeks, haven't we? But we've got there in the end. A little bit of editing <laughs> required. 
but um, I'm I'm really thankful that you've spent time to have a chat with me at this time of night, and I know you've got to get the kids to bed and all stuff like that. So, Reese, I really appreciate it. 